Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Greetings, beautiful soul, amazing Earth family. What a privilege and an honor to be with you again today. I hope that wherever you are in the world that you are doing amazing. We have an amazing podcast for you today. We have Rana Zia, and we are talking about your hidden light, a guide to creating your desired life. Uh, This is an amazing episode. We touch on a lot of things. We talk about Rana's story of success in the corporate world and her transition, her own spiritual journey, um, your life as memory, uh, who you are, uh, how to build awareness and correct thinking, if there is such a thing. Um, We go through a little bit of her book, Why Gratitude is Magic, her four-step process for creation, the nature of duality, the power of story and personal stories, the the importance of questioning what reality is, uh, why when you take action, the universe will support you. So there is a ton of info in these episodes. I broke it into two parts, so I hope that you enjoy it. If you like this episode and you want to support, um, please leave a review on iTunes. It's the best and easiest thing that you can do. Um, I want to thank so much to Diddy Cat, who wrote Food for the Soul. I came across Matt's podcast by a pure synchronistic nature. The episode I listened to is absolutely enthralling. David Lone Bear Senapass is a fascinating individual as well as what he brings to the table, and I found myself listening to all the specific episodes Matt had with him. From there, I was hooked and started from the earliest episodes. So much high-quality learning and gratifying for the soul. I highly recommend this show. So thank you so much for taking a moment to leave that review. I really appreciate it. Um, you can also leave a buck in um, Patreon. You can throw a buck in the bucket or whatever you want. Uh, it goes a long way. Thank you so much to Kay who went to patreon.com uh, forward slash Matt Belair and hooked it up. Uh, it means a lot. But the best thing that you can do is to do one act of kindness today. Pay it forward. Buy someone a coffee. Walk an old lady across the street. Pick up a piece of trash. Be a good human being. Say hello. Get your server's name. Do something good for someone else else that's the best thing it can do to support the show and i love you and i appreciate you so please do that even better is taking the kindness challenge which is three kind acts a day for a week don't tell anybody just go ahead and do that challenge let me know on social media and instagram just so i know that the word is getting out there and the challenge is getting out there i've had a couple people take up the challenge but would love to see so many more so take yourself inspire your friends um and just do that be a good human being for a week what the hell, what could it hurt um what else uh go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list um if you want some coaching, go forward slash coaching. There's a form on there um, and we can go in depth. You can get lots of information on the coaching there. Uh, what else? Uh, if you want a free lucid dreaming, just go forward slash lucid dreaming and you get a book and an audio. Um, my brain is a little bit scrambled right now because I'm getting set to go to the Parliament of World Religions with Native American elder David Lombear Senapas, who I speak about frequently. Um, it's going to be an extraordinary trip. I'm really excited about to see these world religions, uh, world leaders and religions and consciousness and spirituality, whatever that means, um, and explore these different ideas and how we can bring humanity humanity together through you know exploring what God is. What what spirituality is um, from our understanding of where we are right now and uh, working together not um, saying one view is the right way and we must murder you if you don't believe it um, but finding similarities finding tolerance finding compassion finding um, how we can work together finding um, working together to make it a better world and, and tackling these big problems together like war and famine and starvation and all the crap that's going on on the planet um, looking to these leaders to find a solution a real honest one um, and not the historic um, archaic version of if you don't believe my way I murder you type of scenario that's been going on for way too long so I'm rambling now but that's it so we're going there we'll see what's up I'm going to put as much footage as I can on the Matt Belair Facebook live channel if you're near Toronto please come see us speak I'll be posting the dates on my official pages Uh, David speaks on Saturday and I believe on Monday or Tuesday and we're looking at doing another talk in Toronto as well if we can so we'd love to see you there if you can Um, but let's just get into the this episode so I, I stopped yammering so 
before we get into it, let's come to a powerful state of peace and coherence and wish um, peace and harmony to the entire planet. So all we need to do to do that is come to peace and harmony within ourselves by stopping whatever you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just setting the intention to come to total peace and presence right now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the thoughts of the day, all the stresses, just letting them go now. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just feeling love and peace and gratitude and compassion for yourself. And just see yourself move about the days and the weeks with love and peace and passion and gratitude for yourself. And seeing you spread that to everybody you meet over the coming weeks. And just let that breath out slowly with all the self-criticism, self-doubts, unworthiness, and just all negativity. Just letting that go. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose and just really amplifying this feeling of self-compassion, love, and gratitude. And just see yourself spreading that to everyone you're going to meet in the next day, in the next hour, in the next week, in the next year. And just being that beacon of light and understanding through your words and through your kindness and through your action and through your eyes and through your words and just see yourself spreading that energy to your friends and your family and your community and out into the city you live in and the state and the country and the world and the planet and the galaxies and just feel this energy coming from everybody doing this now on the podcast past present future all connected one heart one mind one global community for peace and love and contribution and gratitude and community so there we go not sure what else to say but i think we're ready to get into this incredible part one with rana zia hello and welcome to the master mind body and spirit show i'm your host matt belair today's guest has spent her career holding executive level leadership roles in large fortune 500 companies including the position of chief financial officer She has spent over 15 years developing leaders and coaching people and teams to maximize their abilities and achieve their goals in the corporate world. Her passion for personal and leadership development and intense desire to discover her own purpose and potential led her down an unexpected path to self-realization and spirituality. Her journey into self-discovery opened her up to a greater understanding of her direct connection and influence over her reality. Her realizations and personal experiences compelled her to write Your Hidden Light in order to share with others what she believes is the most direct and efficient path to achieving your desires and living a life of happiness, continued growth, and fulfillment. She plans to further pursue her passion for maximizing the human potential by being a spark in the movement of self-realization and empowerment. Welcome to the show, Rana Zia. Hello, thank you for having me on. Yes, thanks for being here. Well, reading that bio makes me super excited. It's, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't use the word self-realization, and I love that one because it's like from Yogananda, and it's like you know, a little bit of a yogi term. So yeah. why don't you just catch us up to speed on like a little bit about who you are and uh, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, yeah. Well, where I am today is very different from where I have been <laughs> my entire life. So um well, I'm Rana Zia, and I'm here in New Jersey, and I've spent my career actually in finance. So went to college, and you know, the year I was graduating, I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I don't know. And from my cultural standpoint, you're either a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer, right? So <laughs> I knew I didn't want to do any of those things. So I ended up thinking to myself, well, where do I want to live? I wanted to live in Manhattan. And I figured, okay, what's respectable? So I ended up going into banking. You know, I thought my parents would would think that was respectable. So that kind of led me down this finance route. Um, I started in banking and then went into corporate finance shortly afterwards. And then eventually found my place working for large um, apparel retailers. And I, I, I love that business because I bought clothes, right? I love clothes and I could really connect with it. And I figured, okay, well, I have this finance skill set. I'll move into... Um, the retail organization, and eventually I figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. Um, But what happened for me is I loved the industry I was in, and I realized I could really contribute to the entire business through the finance seat. So I ended up staying within finance and uh, growing, kind of going up that corporate ladder. 
and um, you know, and throughout my, I got married, had two kids, and continued to progress on my corporate career. And I would say six years ago, which is not really that long ago, and it happened to be the year 2012, um, that I ended up getting sort of the, the I ended up hitting the career milestone I, I, I wanted for myself. It wasn't something I dreamt about, but being in finance and sort of in the corporate world, it kind of made sense that I eventually want to become a CFO. So in 2012, I ended up getting you know, the, the job I wanted, I wanted to move back to the New York area, it was the perfect location, everything was happening and it happened pretty quickly for me. Um, and it was really interesting, right, because this was something really wonderful happening in my life, but it was also a catalyst for, for me to kind of realize, wait a minute, did I just create this for myself? You know, did I do, what did I do? Because it wasn't actually logical, right? I actually, it, you know, when you look from a resume standpoint, it wasn't really logical that I would hit this milestone at this point in my career. But, um, but it, so it, you know, it was one of these good things that made me really think, okay, wait, did I do this? Did I do something differently within myself um, that allowed me to create something so wonderful in my life? And I actually began to feel, wow, if I could do this, what else could I create in my life? Can I create something that might look actually very different, but could actually be so much more fulfilling? So, you know, while I took the job, we moved to the East Coast, and here I am in New Jersey and completely super grateful for all my experiences um, in that role, it really started my own personal sort of self-discovery journey, right? I was looking, I was searching, and, and I'll admit it was very materialistic in the sense that I, I was searching for the most efficient and effective way, right, that's my finance language, efficient and effective way to create what I truly desire, you know, to create a life um, and a career, career um, that, you know, could be much more fulfilling for myself you know, outside of what I had been doing. I didn't really know what that was, but I wanted, I was looking for inspiration. I was looking for answers. I, I knew there was something in the way that we are as humans. Like I knew that there was something that we could do internally through our thoughts, through our beliefs that all resonated with me. And I wanted to figure out how to do that in the most effective way. So, you know, I spent, I went to the, you know, I read a ton of books and I went to the workshops and I, you know, I had a personal coach and I had all these things and I was really searching for how do I create the life that I want. And in my process of doing that, um, you know, I started to come, up, come upon such profound information that really resonated with me, that really made sense for me to me and I was like wow what didn't, why didn't I even know this before so I started to take in a lot of informa information and I started to apply it in my own life um, and the more I, I kind of was taking this kind of ancient wisdom and applying it and testing it and seeing the reality of it you know it was something just so incredible and and for me I just felt like wow all this information I need to synthesize it and put it into one place um, and which was really interesting because this idea of, of a book, writing a book, was started to come up for me. And anybody who knows me would have never, ever, ever thought, okay, Rana's going to write a book, right? Rana does numbers, you know, she's analytical, she's not a writer. And so even, I was even saying that to myself, like, what? Write a book? You know, I don't want to, I can't write a book. Um, but it is pretty cool when you actually are searching right for what am I supposed to do what is that lives in my heart that I need to express you know you know we all need to express who we are authentically and I there was something that I needed to express and I started to get these really interesting creative urges to actually start to write and I would say before like about 18 months before I actually wrote the book um, I, I would feel like oh no I, I oh I, what do I do I have this creative energy. I've never had this before. So I started to journal and do all of this stuff. So, you know, long story short, you know, I, I was looking for, for answers, right? I was a seeker. I was searching. I was actually searching more for how do I enhance my material life? And what I was finding was that, look, to enhance your material life, there, there's actually a source of all of that. 
And I started to ask, okay, why am I able to create the life that I desire? How, do, how am I able to create it? And it just kind of led me down a spiritual path, right? And I, and I started to go down this spiritual path of, okay, well, everything in the physical world comes from the spiritual world. And everything that we're sort of told to do around aligning our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs is all really energy that connects to a higher source. So how, you know, so for, so this is, I'm babbling a little bit, but they, you know, it's kind of my, it was kind of my journey. So um, what happened for me is that, like I said, as I, as I was getting all this information, knowing that I needed to write this all down, I eventually um, got to a place where I felt like I was really ready to do that. I was really ready for some real change. And, you know, when you're ready for change, um, and what I believe is that the universe gives you change. So I ended up actually walking into work one day and was laid off from my job. Um, and for me, I looked at that as, wow, okay, Rana, you are really ready. You're ready to do something different. And the universe is giving you the time and the opportunity to do that. And so while it was extremely scary and terrifying, I knew it was my time to write the book. And so when I kind of got myself together after about a few weeks, I put pen to paper and I was able to write this book within two months. Um, so it flew out pretty quickly, all of the words. And I have to say, you know, everything I was writing was keeping me writing and everything that I was writing kind of got me through, um, you know, this whole shift in my life. And it's been sort of a gift. It's been a gift to me. It's been a gift to my family um, in terms of, you know, we're kind of living all of this amazing wisdom that, you know, that you know, that, that I've written, um, and it's been an exciting journey. So that's my long kind of winded, sorry, <laughs> story. No, it's good. I'm glad. Yeah, you could have been longer if you wanted. Well, it, yeah. it, it takes a while. You're talking about a major life transition, um, yeah. you know, and it's very common for people to, you know, uh, like hit that carrot. I think it's like Alan Watts has this amazing animation that the South Park guys did where they talk about the carrot where like you go into kindergarten and then you got to get the next thing. And that's like graduating grade six and then it's high school. And then this amazing thing is coming. And then, you know, you get the job or you go to university, then you get the job and then you get the promotion, and then you get the thing. And then they open up the bag and it's just like, wait, this is it. Like what, what did I just miss this whole thing? Like trying to get this stick. So you kind of hit, hit like the pinnacle in the corporate world. Yeah. Um, and realize that you're, you're creating your reality, but there's also more. Um, so I think that's a, that's a awesome story. Um, and then I looked at, uh, your, you know, the research that you did, you have recommended readings and I just want to read these for people. So they get an idea because, um, it takes a little bit of time to go through this stuff. It's a, it, the transition doesn't happen overnight where you're just like, Oh, I'm going to change things. And then bam, it's like, you got to walk the path and it's new. Um, so I just want to read some of these titles to people. Uh, so on your resources, you have, uh, the amazing power of deliberate intent, you got autobiography of a Yogi, which is an epic book, uh, change your thoughts, change your life. Wayne Dyer, the code of the extraordinary mind. I want to read that one. That looks good. Conversations with God, one, two, and three. That's epic. Um, dying to be me, dying to wake up. And I don't know these authors, which is cool. Uh, Anita Morjani. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she, I, I um, discovered her through uh, Wayne Dyer, because I'm a big fan of Wayne Dyer, and um, he, he loved her story. She had a near-death experience, and it, it's a really beautiful book. Awesome. So, yeah, the, so there's many more on here, like uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, Think and Grow Rich, The Tree of Life, just so many. So, basically, you go through, now you're researching in a different way, and then um, you start to kind of synthesize all this knowledge and apply it. So, I'm curious to ask, like, then, then what? Like, what, what is your book about? How, do, how does one um, start to apply this knowledge? How did you write it down? You can either share maybe like how you broke up the chapters yeah. or what a process would be, what's in there um, that we can kind of understand and begin to apply to our lives. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I would say my background, right, just coming from my own finance background, the way I always kind of handle things for myself, right? How, how I like information is like, just tell me, just tell me the answer, right? Just tell me. <laughs> I mean, most people are like that, but you know, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, three sentences, just give it to me. What do I need to know? And so for me, I, you know, I, I was putting this handbook together literally for myself. Like, what do I need to know? Like, 
and what are things my children should know as they're as they're growing up so the way i broke it out it's pretty simple i mean the book is no more than 150 pages it's broken out into 10 chapters um, and it starts off kind of with just the introduction to this concept, right? So it's really approaching people like myself, right, who didn't really know this information, right? And it's becoming a lot more, um, I would say, common now, right? But, you know, a lot of people still don't know that they have power, right, over their external reality. So the first chapter is really this introduction that your inner world creates your outer world, right? Your inner being, your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, um, and how that's, that's energy connected to your external reality and how you're able to, to shift and influence your external reality by your own self-discipline, right? The discipline of yourself. So the first chapter is an introduction to that. And it also talks about how, the, you know, to think about your life as your mirror. Right. And, and I've had my own experiences where I was like, holy, oh, my God, my life is my mirror. Like, I can't believe that this is what's happening based upon, you know, where I am inside myself when I'm thinking. So that's the first chapter. And then it kind of goes, it breaks it into um, who you are. And I would say the chapter who you are is the most spiritual um, part of the book. And it was the ch this chapter. Actually, I was. A little bit uncertain about or uncomfortable about putting it in my book um, because it just at the time I was writing I don't even think I was fully there yet but I knew that this was in a very important chapter and I had to put it in the book so who you are is really a discussion on you know looking at ourselves as divine energetic beings right that are that is connected to the source energy of everything right it's not looking at a power um or say a god outside of ourselves but it is our own connection um to this powerful consciousness cosmic consciousness which i call it in the book um and the reason why i felt that this needed to be up front in the book is because me and my personality right when i was going through my own research and my own sort of understanding um, while I was getting sort of steps and processes, like do this, do this, do this, this will better your life. And yes, those steps actually worked. I wanted to know why it worked, right? It's like, okay, this is working for me, but why is it working? And that's where it led me down to sort of these spiritual concept, concepts of who we are as, as human beings and as spiritual beings. So that's chapter two. And then as I kind of break it down, then I go into the steps, right? How to think. So that's chapter three. We all know, um, you know, we all know the concept of thinking, um, but this was really sort of to break down, you know, how to think correctly. And how, and what I mean by how to think correctly is, you know, to differentiate between your conscious thoughts when you're consciously thinking, what do I want to accomplish today? What do I, you know, what do I, you know, love? Uh, what do I want to happen? versus unconscious thinking which is just where your mind goes right it's just the the mind chatter the negative thoughts the conditioned thinking and and again for people to really understand the difference between the two the power of our thoughts how to build awareness of ourselves and our own thought patterns um and the reason why we want to build awareness is so we can understand right what are our thought patterns and our thoughts create so which thought thoughts serves serves me and which do not and be able to manage our thoughts right so it starts with awareness so that's chapter three and then i go into and i have my book here chapter four which is the use of speech um and this you know this to me i think is just such so easy to apply right it's if our thoughts create well our language, our words, right, reflect our thoughts. And how do we use our words consciously to support us, right? So the, so the universe, right, it, it's, it's, um, it's very intelligent. And to communicate with the universe, you have to be clear and precise. So it's the idea of using your words always to support you, you know, to always say what you want versus what you don't want, right? I want to be healthy versus I don't want to be sick. So this chapter really talks about the power of our words and being very um, conscious of the words we use. 
And, you know, it's funny because, you know, we've heard as children, think before you speak. And for me, that, that makes sense, logical, think before you speak. But, you know, this chapter is really, you know, it's really sort of the power behind it. Why should you think before you speak? Because your words impact you. We know words can impact others, right? You can say nice things to someone. You can say awful things to someone. You're going to impact somebody. But whatever you say will always impact yourself. And so how do you consciously use your words correctly? So, right, so we talk about your thoughts, talk about your words. And then the next chapter, I talk about your, the power of your emotions, right? So it's breaking down your emotions. All emotion, right, is energy. It's a physical reaction to your, to your thoughts. So it's your thoughts kind of manifesting in yourself physically so you can feel them. And it's energy because you can feel it. And how do you use, how do you understand the power of your emotions and know that you can use all your emotion, emotions to your benefit? So we know how beautiful and wonderful good emotions are. Um, we also know how sort of awful those negative emotions are, but how do you take emotions such as fear, um, worry, anxiety, and how do you understand what those are and then shift that energy, because it's energy, into something that serves you, right? And so, and also I talk about the benefits, right, of love and gratitude and gratitude being magic and how you can use gratitude as a tool, you know, a tool and a strategy to, to benefit your life and see immediate results. So that's emotions. And then I go into a pro <laughs> um, the process of how to create, right? And, and it's this idea of, of testing for yourself your own power to create in your life through the power of your thoughts, your feelings, and, and your beliefs. And so it's a four-step process that you can just, you know, be practicing every single day, waking up in the morning and, and creating an intention and, and feeling gratitude and letting it go and going out in your day and, and seeing your own power to create something um, in your day. So, and the whole point of that is to really sort of build up the, the belief and the confidence that we actually have control over our reality. And so then I go into um, uh, everything is a choice, right? It's just really talking about the dual nature of our reality, that you know everything has an opposite, but it is energetic, all these, all opposites are energetically linked. And if they are energetically linked, you can choose you know, if you're experiencing a challenge, you can see that challenge as an opportunity. You can choose that with your thoughts, right? So it's, it's just, it's a chapter really to open awareness of everything really is a choice. And, and if you're in situations that you perceive as negative, it's actually the seed, right, for something positive. And you can get there by just shifting your perspective. And then I go into the power of story, right? And, and, and how all of our lives um, are our stories and what are the stories that we tell ourselves and that we have a, a, the ability to, um, to create our own stories, to create our own stories. You know, if we have a story of, uh, of, that puts us as a victim in the past, you can go back and change that story and make that a hero story. Um, so there's so much power in stories, right? Companies use storytelling. We all use, advertisers use storytelling. Stories build beliefs. And how do we use stories um, to serve us, to support us, to create, create what we want in our lives? And then we sort of, I end up, I end the book um, with a couple of chapters. One is just about uh, questioning in reality, right? Because to really open your mind to these concepts that, Everything is energy. We're connected to everything. We can influence our reality. Um, you know, we really need to question really what reality is. Um, and this, again, was based upon my own experience, right? I never really questioned reality. I went through the, the emotions of, um, you know, growing up, going to school, going to college, getting a job, getting married, having kids, all these wonderful things. But it's just based on expectations, right? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is just not really having a broader perspective of what is the world that I'm living in. And so it's when I started to question reality and become interested in this topic that really opened my mind up to these concepts that really improved my life. So I wanted to just challenge people to question reality, see it as, you know, 
a matrix or a virtual reality game or whatever. Um, but really that the whole purpose is to open your mind that you have direct control, not control or direct influence. You're directly connected. And then, you know, I ended up, end up with just some exercises on just saying, here's some things that you can do to test out your own power, you know, test your own power out. That's the only way um, for me, you know, for anybody, right? You, you can only believe through your own experience. And for me, in my journey, it was really just trying things that people had said or mentioned or ideas that stuck um, and testing them, which kind of opened up my world. So that's, those are my 10 chapters. <laughs> Epic. <Whoop. laughs> I love that. Well, I, and when you started to do the first one or second one, I was going to like kind of chime in and, and go deeper on each one. And I'm so glad that you did the overview um, because that's how I think also. Um, you know, you, you look and like disseminate when I'm looking at something, whether I want to get better at sports, whether I want to do personal development, whether I want to connect with God, um, I'm look, who is the best at it? What is the technique? You know, you can give me all the story, but what's the technique? If I want strong legs, like tell me to do squats. If I want endurance, it's running. And then I'm like, cool, you running. So if I want spiritual wisdom, it's a little bit different. Um, but I do want to know the meat and potatoes and you you know, that's a really great summary of what that path is like. And that's what like, um, I'm understanding like the tarot is like the hero's journey of like coming out of materialism. That's, that's one that's like kind of like root chakra, you know, it's like, oh my God, this, this place is dangerous. I need to get material things, you know, a spear to stab things just in case. And then I need to go get meat or vegetables if you're a vegan. <laughs> and stack up those vegetables um, and money. So then I'm secure. But that's one level of consciousness. There's more, you know. And so once those base needs are met, you can start looking for more. Um, but you could also start looking to more right away. Um, so you touched on a lot of things there. And we could dive deeper on any of them. Um, I took some notes. And um, where the heck are they? Um, the four-step process of creation. I'm interested in um, going a little bit deeper on that. Um, how we can shift our personal story. But there's oh, the one thing I want to say, yeah, the the personal talk. You know how how we talk to ourselves. One of the things that I've heard a few times and I really like is if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Yeah. And so it's so important for us to recognize what we're saying. Um, and I don't even know where I want to go with this because they're, they're, every single one I want to dive deeper on. But let's go to the to the core one of questioning your reality yeah let's start, yeah, let's start yeah. there and we can go anywhere you want what i give feedback but feedback um so people don't do that they don't question their beliefs their limiting beliefs what is driving you what is your motivation um so for you being very pragmatic in in numbers i got a very good friend sean fitzgerald what's up brother um he actually gifted me this crazy huge um, oh, cool. yeah gifted me this awesome um, necklace, Sean, thank you. And his dope ring. He gave me two gifts. And he wow. is, you know, he's, he's the man. He's a good friend of mine. And we met at Burning Man, but he's super brilliant uh, finance guy and was just miserable. And we met at Burning Man. And I just remember talking to him. I didn't know him. You know, I was like, hey, man, like, how's life? He's like, oh, you know, like, not so good. Like, <laughs> I'm not, not stoked, but I'm like living the dream. He's like, I can't change it. I'm living the dream down in LA in finance, making good money. I was like, well, it doesn't look like you're living the dream, bro. Like, you know, he can change it, right? And it just like kind of exploded his brain. You know? <laughs> and so over a process of time, you know, he traveled and he's still, you know, in the process of, of doing that. But it's hard when you're like really in it, you know? And so what, let's start there with like, how do we, how do we um, pragmatically begin to question our reality that gives us more freedom of option, gives us more choice? Um, you know, as we get down to one choice, we have more slavery, whether it's mental slavery, emotional slavery. You know, if you have to go to jail or you have to go to a cubicle, that's kind of like slavery of body. Um, but then you also have slavery of mind, whether when you're going there, you're looking you're like, okay, cool. I now recognize that I can make a different choice and leave this space, but I'm here now because it's making, it's giving me, my needs are getting met. So I can do it with a powerful state and free my mind. You know, I'm here now, I'm going to be, you know, a powerful perspective, but then I'm going to kind of branch out. So I'm going to just say that and give it back to you. Yeah. No, you said a lot of great stuff. I'm like, yeah, I need that. Yeah. I mean, look, I can only reflect upon my own life, really, you know, and, you know, hearing about how, um, 
you know, you can be in a work environment. I get it. And, and you can be like, oh God, this is like sort of grind and I'm doing this and I can't wait for my vacation. And you don't really feel like you're fully yourself. You know, for me, there was a moment in time, this is right before, like right when I had my first child, um, where I was thinking to myself, I'm like, look, I want to enjoy my work. You know, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be this person who comes home and then feels like he has to work all night. And then before I go back to the office, like I want to have a balanced life and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And I still believe I can do well at that. Right. And I was the type of person, you know, there were times where I would spend 12 to 14 hours in the office and, you know, you're working, working, working. And then you kind of realizing, well, how much am I really getting done? So with my first child, I knew that, you know, when he was born, that when I'd have to leave work at five o'clock or five, five thirty to go pick him up from, you know, his little daycare and, and, and bring him home. But I didn't want to be the mom who would then just do what I needed to do with my son and then get on my computer and then be all stressed out and working. You know, I wanted to be very present at home. And so, you know, for me, it was sort of that, that priority that, you know, that I had now this child that I decided that what I wanted, right? And I didn't know what I was doing, but I just made a clear decision in my mind, this is what I want. And so I ended up relaxing internally right? Like that, the, the stress that I had kept from the work, the go, 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 go in my body, I decided to let it go. I decided I'm going to do what I'm going to need to do. I know I have high standards for myself and for my work. I'm going to still do, you know, I'm not going to work any less from a standard standpoint, from a quality standpoint, but I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to feel bad for leaving at 530. I'm not going to, um, I'm just going to do it differently. So when I relaxed myself, I realized when I went into the work environment um, that things started to support me, meaning that I was much more efficient in those hours, in those hours of my workday. And I didn't feel bad or guilty for going, leaving at 5.30 or whatever and taking my, my child to work. I was getting what I needed to get done, right? And I was contributing everything that I needed to contribute or wanted to contribute. And I was happy. I was so much happier. And I was thinking to myself, because it literally was like magic. You know, I have to say it was. And it wasn't like, look, the whole work environment changed and or I had any sort of special resources. You know, it's, you know, my peers were, were, were working like they had always worked. But I was happy. I was relaxed. I still did well. I still contributed everything I needed to do. And I was doing it in a different way. And I also became a lot more self-aware that, wow, Rana, from the hours of whatever it was, six to eight or five to seven, when you sit there and you try to do work, how much work actually comes out of you? You know, maybe five minutes worth or 10 minutes of really quality work because your mind is just is churning. But if you get up really early in the morning, you're able to, to get it done and efficiently. So for me, I, 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 I got a better sense of how I work and I relaxed. And I think when I relaxed and was very clear on what I wanted, and, and I was brave enough to sort of kind of act the way I wanted. Um, I felt like the, the world molded around me. So, so I, you know, I can say that, look, in finance, I, I made the decision I wanted to love what I did every day. It has to be a conscious choice, right? So, and so I can, I can say that I loved what I was doing when I was doing it until I made another choice, which is, I don't want to do this right now anymore. There's something else I want to contribute. There's something else I want to explore. Um, and once I fully believed that that's truly my decision, I was brave enough to do it, then the world supported me. My universe supported me for that too. So all, you know, all I can say from my experience is, you said it before, you know, it, it's, we have these beliefs around um, our, our current situation sometimes, right? And we have these beliefs like, okay, this is, this is really hard. This, is, this really sucks and I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it because I'm trapped. And saying you're trapped is a belief system, right? And so you can, you can change it into something that supports you. You can change it to say, okay, you know, while I'm here, I want to love this every single day. I want to feel good about going to work every day. I don't want to feel stressed. Um, or, you know, use your language. Don't say, I don't want to be stressed. Say, you know, 
I want to feel excited every day. You know, I want to feel good every day. It's consciously stating to yourself, what is it that you really want? And look for those things in your everyday life that makes you feel good. You know, if, you know, and, and there were times that I had to do that, right? Now my life isn't perfect. My work life wasn't perfect. So when things got tough at work, and I, and I thought to myself at once, okay, I got to leave this company. I need to go somewhere else. But in the meantime, I'm going to focus on what makes me happy here in this job. Okay. I'm going to focus on developing my team because I love my people. That makes me really happy. And when I did that, then the new job came about, right? <laughs> then, then, I, then that happened easier because you got to just focus on what it is that you desire and find that within your current situation. Because you're going to be able to find it within. And once you can find it, then all these other opportunities will open up for you. Awesome. All of that was so good. Uh, <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah, I want to touch on that. I totally agree. Like you can, we live in duality polarity. We can focus on what we don't have and what we do have, right? You're like you're going to a job. Guess what? You got a job. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what I mean? yeah. you can pay the bills. Um, you know, you might have, it's funny because we might have like, yeah, I don't know, a hundred coworkers that um, out of a hundred coworkers, 90 of them we love, 99 of them we love, but one of them we don't like, guess who we talk about all the time? Talk about Dougie boy pissing us off, you know, because we're just focusing. Um, but that's how the mind works. It focuses on threats and things we don't like so we can shift them. That's what that's for. So that's contrast. So it's looking like, you know what? Okay, look, they're doing this and this and this. So what do I want out of that? Okay, so I want to have meaningful relationships. I want people like this. And just let Dougie do their thing. And when you interact with them, the next level mastery is just feeling peace and just letting them be them um, in a non-combative way, you know, just letting them exist. Like when you go to the jungle, um, you know, you have all these different nooks. And when they play together, sometimes they play together. And sometimes that one's going to eat you. But at least it's an awareness. But like, okay, cool. Like, you know, that guy's going to try to eat me. I'm going to just stay away, you know. And if I have to interact, I'm going to do it in a certain manner that's like as productive as possible. I don't know if that was the best analogy, but people kind of get it. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, what I wanted to say was like, it was so, it's so clear and it's so simple, but it's hard to do. You talked about relaxing, making a conscious decision. And that right there is empowerment. You can make a conscious decision um, and then you take action. That's literally all it is. Once you take a new action, you get feedback from the environment and now you're steering your boat, your ship, your life, your spacesuit which is the human body in a certain direction but that's challenging and i think that one of the things i want to touch on is we go we're looking for security we get a job we have the job and and if we leave that job if we could we want to continually grow and that job serves us for a period of time and then we can use that as a step to go to the next phase the challenge is if we go to that next phase, we might fall right down to the bottom worse than the previous rung. We lose all our security. We lose all the benefits. We lose all the whatever that case is. So I think a lot of people are afraid to take that next step rather than being like, oh man, I'm so grateful I have this job. Now I have some savings and I can put it a little bit towards my passions. So I think you can do it practically. Like, you know, people have to work really hard, um, you know, to like do their regular job and then build to the thing that they want to do take some time so you can do it pragmatically there's no problem with that just put some focus on also what you want to do what your next level is and um remember that you can do it you know like go you know we we just get stuck at that level and then we start to hate it because what we're supposed to do as humans is grow and whatever lung, rung you're on, you're not going to fall lower than that. You can always get the job back. All my buddies in cars and, you know, Sean, who was the banker, I was like, bro, the matrix will take you back any moment. He travels for two years. He quits the job, travels for two years, runs out of money, and then he gets a better job in financing, making more money. I was like, told you, bro. I was like, the matrix wait to take you back any moment. That's so true. It is so true because you're already, you're already at a certain level, right? You're already, you've already conditioned your mind, your body, your belief system system to be at a certain level so you're attracting those things in your life so you're right like if you you go out and you you know you, you, you try something different or you're doing something different the universe is going to support you where you're at right and so 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 yeah I mean I, I, I agree and I think the biggest thing is the whole idea of fear right because you just said the fear of what if I fail what if I lose this what if I lose that 
Um, and I know that fear. That fear is very real. It's been part of my journey. It's the journey that I'm in right now. Um, and, but it's an understanding of what is that emotion? Like, what is really fear, right? Um, is fear real? No, fear isn't real unless there's a real danger. But if it's just fear of your thoughts, the fear of, you know, pr fear of things that you think might happen that aren't actually true, um, that's, what, that's what holds everybody back. So I look at it as fear is just this energy, right? It's really, really, really powerful energy that will stop you. It will stop you from reaching your dreams unless you take that fear and you redirect it. You know, all that fear that comes up, redirect it into focus, you know, focus on what are those steps that I can take? What are the things that I can do to get me to where I want to go, right? So it, it is a process of A, having a desire, that is stronger than your fears. Like how strong is your desire? How really, how strong is your desire? How strong, you know, strongly do you feel that you don't want to live your life without regret? Um, and so, and if, and if you, your desire isn't that strong, then make your desire that strong, right? Right? Like you got to really, really make that desire that you have as something stronger than your fear. And it's understanding that fear is energy. It is not real. And if you keep thinking negative things that's gonna happen, then that's what you're gonna create. But if you actually say, you know what, that isn't real. I, I you know, fear is an energy and I, and I believe that if, if I focus my energy and I focus on, my, uh, on, on not the negative, not what I'm gonna lose, but what I can gain, right? It's like shifting from the loss to the gain. Then, then all that energy is going to support you. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with all that. Of course, um, yeah, those are all really again like pragmatic, like in and on point. Like I just in in snowboarding and extreme sports, it's so it's so immediate. You know, I was like, do you believe you're going to land this backflip or do you not? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Don't yeah. ask, don't try until you believe it. And even if it like, there's processes for getting to that space. And also, you're talking about like, you know, the um, the amount of energy, like the willpower, like what is it that you want to do? You have to find that energy within yourself and fear, you know, just doing a, a good inventory on what you're afraid of because 99% of it never happens. And we are designed to look for threat, but you also have to connect to that. And that's where like, I don't know, faith or like universal connection, you know, it doesn't have to be God. It could be whatever the heck you want, but a source of like the environment taking care of you. Um, and so I think that that's so important to realize, like you said it a couple of times, when I moved, the universe supported me and nobody gets to go from next rung to next rung without faith and fear. Nobody. You don't get a free pass. I don't care if you've got a hundred million dollars, if you've got a trust fund, if you've got everything lined up for you, when you push yourself to grow in a direction that's meaningful to you, it's going to be scary. Nobody gets a free pass. I haven't met anybody. And so eventually you just start getting more and more comfortable with taking that leap of faith. And um, one of the things I want to ask you, because um, I think it's unique to your background, but there are two cultures that I'm aware of that the conditioning and the parental things are very intense. Yeah. One of them is the Asian culture. Oh my God. It's a whole different thing. Um, and it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's just, it is what it is, I, you know? And I think it's amazing in certain ways because they come out like just incredible at everything because they work so freaking hard. Um, two is Indian culture. Just on like, you know, like you said, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer and those are the only two things. Now there's a, there's a, something I want to add is like generationally, probably the ones that come to the States or like first year, like immigrants to like Canada, North America, Europe, they're in survival mode and they're a necessity. So they came from a crappy environment or whatever it is. They come to Canada, the States or wherever the parents are working their butt off. Then they give the kids an opportunity. Like you better work your butt off. You got to understand what you get here. Right. And then they work their butt off and then they get to this another level. So it's interesting because the kids with necessity, a lot of times do way better than the kids without the necessity because they're all good and cushy. And then you've got the problem of like the kids getting too much and then not doing anything. Right. And it's like, yo, you're just kind of like chilling and you're not even like developing your gifts or realizing what you have here. So I don't know if that's really a question, but the question I have is like, where's that middle ground of evolution? So it's like, look, thank you conditioning you got us to this point and i recognize my opportunity but i don't want to be a doctor and i don't want to be this thing that's not who i am it's not my highest calling but i do respect the opportunity i have and then making sure that they apply themselves in the direction that they want 
um, because there's a lot of people that reach out to me and that I converse with in those cultures specifically, um, and, and other ones too, depending on your programming, but those are the two main ones where they're just like, this is what's expected to me, and I love my parents, and I respect my parents, and I want to make them happy, but how do I make them happy with doing my thing, and how do we teach this to the kids in a more fulfilling way? So good luck handling that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that amazing part one with Rana Zia. If you did enjoy it, please share it on Instagram, Facebook, social media, wherever. You can check it live on YouTube. Um, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, support on Patreon. It helps a ton if you go over and do that. Um, but the best thing that you can do is one act of kindness today um, and support the show. If not, do the kindness challenge, three kind acts a day for a week and go out of your way to do it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. All of my love and gratitude. If you want some coaching, go to uh, mattbelair.com. You can sign up for the email list. You can get a free lucid dreaming ebook and an audio if you go forward slash lucid dreaming um, i'm up to my ears in really amazing projects and travel right now going to the parliament of world religions um, trying to do as many podcasts as i can handling all the inquiries that are coming in but it's exciting times and i appreciate all of you guys i hope that wherever you are in the world that you're doing well and i'm sending all of my love and and peace and gratitude so thank you so much for your support um if you're in Toronto, November 1st to 7th, you want to see myself and David Lombert Senapass, come check us out. I'm also going to be in Washington, D.C. Um, they've asked me to speak at a conference there. I don't even know the name yet. I should probably look that up. Um, but it's a disclosure, personal development festival type of deal. Um, and myself and David will be there speaking. So if you want to see us here in Toronto or in Washington, D.C., um, just hit me up on Facebook or social media or somewhere and come and say hello. We'd love to see you. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, before we close it out, um, let's just come to a state of peace and coherence and spread peace and love and kindness and community uh, all over the world. So all we need to do this is just be that ourselves. So wherever you are in the world, just stop and take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. Just coming to a powerful state of peace and presence now. Just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the tasks, all the stresses of the day. Just letting them go coming fully present taking another deep breath in through your nose holding that breath at the top and just filling yourself up with self-love self-worth self-compassion self-kindness being as loving and kind and compassionate to yourself as possible and just see yourself go about the day the next hour the next two hours the next few days the next weeks just being kind and compassionate to yourself and others and just let that breath out slowly with all the self-criticisms uh stresses inadequacies just letting that go taking in one more deep breath in through your nose really deep holding that breath and just see yourself amplify this energy of self-love gratitude peace and compassion see yourself spreading that around your communities um, being kind, being loving, being compassionate to yourself and being it to your friends, your family, your co-workers and see this energy ripple out to your community, to your city, to your state, to your country, to the entire planet. And I'm sending you all of my love, peace, compassion, well wishes, encouragement, inspiration. So much love and gratitude for you. Go out and have an amazing day and I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>